I'd never seen a city like this before. I looked back at the hole behind me. The skin and nails were peeling off my hands. It does good to be desperate when you're escaping hell. Hell being what they decided on me. A life sentence. Even then, with alarms and guards running around and their guns ready to shoot, I sat down and stared at the night sky. And I contemplated. Maybe. I was destined to die. Episode 24 A Southern Escape Welcome to the Tempered Fables. My name is N.T. Clover. Come, sit by the fire. Let me tell you a story. It's been a long time since I've seen the Big Dipper. I remembered my father telling me about it a long time ago. We had a telescope, the one he got for my eighth. And we'd put it upstairs by the attic. There was a big window where the attic was, where the moon would shine as bright as it is, next to all the boxes and food supplies, and we'd sit there and watch. Here you go, son, he would say. Take a look. Millions of lights in the sky. Where we were living, we could see them quite clearly. We could hear Big Bella mooing in the barn nearby. And we'd laugh together, thinking she was sleep-talking. Dreaming about the grass or something. Those were the days. And then it happened. I still remembered it. Father was working at the farm. And I had a pinwheel in my hand running around the fields. Mother was in the house baking my favorite, apple pie. God, I love apple pie. Then those men came, men in suits. They had briefcases and sunglasses on, and they mean business. I stopped the call for father. Maybe they wanted to buy some of our produce. All of the color on his face drained, and he was about to hurry back to the house where mother was baking. I'd never seen him so rushed before. Their briefcases dropped and they held guns. Big guns. Bigger than the ones father had in his house. I'd never seen them before. It was all a blur. The house was riddled with holes. Nothing left but stood over there. My mother... Mother never finished making that apple pie. I miss apple pie. Next thing I know, we took the truck to the city. We left the house behind as it was. My father never said a word. After burying mother at the oak tree nearby, all he ever looked at was the city. We stayed at a motel for a few days and drove around the city. Sometimes we'd park and wait for whoever knows how long and come back to the motel. Father would be watching, waiting for something to happen. Something did but I couldn't tell what. More people in suits coming out of the big houses, but I didn't know who they were. We came back to the motel, and all of a sudden, Father broke down and cried. 
I'd never seen him cry like that before. So I hugged him. He told me he was sorry. I didn't know what he meant, so I asked what he was saying sorry for. He said that he was sorry for dragging me into this. He then pushed the motel bed aside to break open a crack in the floor. There were guns. Lots of guns. The same ones those men had. Pick one, he said. Choose which one you can hold. I had never held a gun before. I had never shot one. I've seen father did it. Maybe I can do it too. But why, I asked. What are we doing? He told me this is for mother. I nodded. I picked up a pistol, one I could hold in my little hand. He held me hold it properly. He smiled for the first time in a long while. I smiled. We're doing this for mother. It was all the mob boss's fault, mother's father. She wanted out and she ran away. Father helped her and betrayed the family. It took years to track him down. It felt good when we finally did it though. A bullet through the head was all it needed. Doing that broke the family apart. That's alright, it's an equal trade. He broke our family apart. Father sat down at the couch nearby the dead body and sighed. I asked him what's wrong. He said that he's had enough. There were sirens surrounding the house now. Lots of shouting and rumbling of footsteps and guns. He told me, once we're taking in, he's going to go join mother. I couldn't believe what I had just heard. What about me? I asked. He said... Find a way to escape and start a life on your own, son. That way you won't have to live life on somebody else's terms. Just escape. I sat opposite of him. I gave it some thought and nodded. The doors burst open and we both put our hands up. I crawled out of the darkness. I've tasted evil, and it was delicious. Every kill was satisfying, but I wanted escape. Now's my chance, scooping, striking, pitting myself against the earth. I thought maybe there's still hope somewhere out there for me. I arrived at the city streets after hours of walking. They were selling different things, clothes of all shapes and sizes and colors, big markets of a lot of things. But what got me was the bakery. I could see an apple pie from the window. I stood there, just staring at it. And then the tears came out. I guess I needed love too. Family. Attention from my mother and father. My own choices. A lady popped up nearby and asked me what's wrong. She was wearing a chef's hat and had keys in her hands. Very birdie, too. I asked her, do you own the shop? She said, yes. I asked her, how much is an apple pie? And I pointed at that pie. 
she told me it was 350. She didn't think I'd only want the apple pie out of all the things she made. I said that I didn't have money, but I could work for it. I could work for free. I could help her with baking. Maybe bring in some customers. Then maybe she'd pay me in pie. She asked me why am I desperate for an apple pie. I told her I have nothing else to live for. And I want to escape. This is how I want to escape. She said she never heard anyone say anything so profound for just a pie. But she told me. She'd teach me how to make it. She gave me her chef's hat, too. I couldn't even say thank you. When I put the hat on, it felt warm to the touch. It felt like a choice of my own. She unlocked the doors and swung it open for me. That is the end of the tale. Until next time, friend. I'll be waiting by the fire. Hello there, Norman here, and thank you for listening to this episode. So, a southern escape. Let's list out all the different inspirations for this episode. The very first one that came to my mind was Forrest Gump. Very interesting movie starring Tom Hanks. I recently watched a video of how he obtained the accent for Forrest Gump. And he said that he gained it from talking with the young version of Forrest Gump. The the actor, the child actor that played young Forrest Gump. And he said that he would imitate his accent and kept it throughout the entirety of the movie. So I thought that was very interesting got to learn about the thought process on obtaining an accent, I decided to do the same, just by going off of my interpretation of a southern hillbilly accent and making a story out of it. As for the premise of this story, I had a Quora question that I wanted to answer, and I've actually lost the question, but it was a writing prompt to help me write the premise. The question went something along the lines of, a man escaped out of a hole or came out of a hole and saw the stars or something and what did he see or what did he feel and it gave the prompt for this story I had the draft and archived in my my folder and I decided to finish it combining it with Forrest Gump and here you have a hillbilly murderer well murderer for good or something <laughs> this is also an attempt at making myself uncomfortable when it comes to voice acting by going with an accent that I'm not really confident in. I've never been to the US. I've never met someone who is extremely, let's say, hillbilly. I have a few friends who can do the accent very well, but it's not something that they naturally do. If anything, I would love to just travel around the US and take a little piece of accents here and there, take a little bit of slang and maybe implement that into a story later on but uh, it'll be a while before I travel to the US <laughs> but for now I don't think I have that many references in terms of hillbilly accents so I might have gotten a lot of things wrong it's an attempt 
So that means it can only get better from here. Unless someone's gonna point out how crap the accent was. <laughs> I'd be happy to hear that, <laughs> I guess. I mean, if you could help me out with the accent, that'd be good. Anyways, let me know what kind of accents do you want to hear? I think that'd be an interesting thing to hear from you, my dear friend. And as always, thank you once again for listening to this podcast so far and to this episode as well. I am cooking something up specially for episode 25. So hopefully I can get that out in time. It's a very long episode, so look forward to that. <laughs> Take care, and I will see you in the next episode. Bye. If you'd like to keep up to date on the latest information, do check out temperedfables.com. Alternatively, you can also check out our social media, Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. Episodes are released every Monday and Friday. This podcast is hosted, created, and narrated by Norman T. Chella. During the day, he's a freelance writer and speaker. And during the night, he makes stories. He also does voice acting for commercials, audiobooks, and other real-world things. For more information, do check out normanchella.com. Sound effects are obtained from zapsplat.com. Hey there, just letting you know that some songs are used under the Creative Commons license and are obtained from Kevin McLeod of incompetech.com. Plaint, Colorless Aura, Mesmerize, and that's it. Check it out at incompetech.com. Thanks, Kevin.